Thanks for checking out Church on the Rock's message this week. We would love to help you take your next step in knowing God better. The best way to do that is visit cotr.org slash next steps. Or if you're not near our physical campus, visit our online community at cotr.org slash online. Enjoy the message and know that God is for you. Well, if you have your Bible, I hope you got it. The sword today of the Spirit. Let's hold it up. Make our confession. Say it with me. This is my Bible. I am what it says that I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can have what it says I can have. Today, I will be taught the uncompromised Word of God. My mind's alert. My heart's receptive. I'll not leave the same. I will not leave the same as I came in Jesus' name. And every time I come to Church on the Rock, my faith and my life get stronger and stronger. Let's thank God for the Word today. Let's thank Him for the Word today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Well, I can tell you all came expecting today. You know, we're teaching on Wednesday nights. We have Wednesday night service in the North Campus, children, youth, nursery, coffee shop, full-blown. And we're talking about how to receive a miracle. That's our series, how to receive a miracle. Now, you say, Pastor, I don't need one. You will. You will. Either you need one now or you will in the future, right? Because we found out that, that if you follow God, you're going to need a miracle. A miracle is really proof you're following the Lord. Pastor, where in the world you come up with that? Children of Israel, when they were delivered out of Egypt, what did it take, the ten plagues? What did it take? Miracles for them to get delivered to follow God into the promised land. So for us to follow God and complete our destiny, it's going to take miracle working power. So we're talking about that on Wednesday night. But today, I'm going to talk to you and share with you again part two on wisdom for living. Wisdom for living. Can you say that with me? Wisdom for living. I'm going to answer all your problems. Oh, Pastor, what are you high on? I'm high on the most high. Because I'm sharing with you in this series the answer to every single problem, trouble, difficulty, adversity that you're going through today. And the answer is godly wisdom. The greatest attribute of God. Now, we'll study it. We'll bring it out. It's in the Bible. God is love. I'm thankful. God is faith. I'm thankful. God is, God is uh, you know, all-powerful. I'm thankful. He's all-knowing. I'm thankful. He's ever-present. I'm thankful. But his greatest attribute is his wisdom. His greatest attribute is his wisdom. We found out, we're going to find out against the day, that if you can only have one prayer, it should be asking for godly wisdom. That is the most important thing in the Bible because godly wisdom will answer every problem I'm facing. It will answer every question I have, godly wisdom. Just uh, future events is in James chapter 1. Pastor Kim was talking about having a party. Man, Twinkies and Pepsi, I'm in. I'm, I'm in. Don't look at me like that. I, I'm in. Praise God. And she said, count it all joy, right, when you fall into the difference. And I love that passage. It's in James chapter 1. And it says, not if, but when you have trouble. Is all of God's children going to have trouble? Old McDonald had a farm. Here trouble, there trouble, everywhere trouble, right? 
And all of God's children are going to have trouble, okay? It said, respond with joy. But don't forget, in the same context, it's in the same context. He said, if you need wisdom, ask for it. So what he's talking about is wisdom for trials, wisdom for trouble, wisdom for sickness, for lack, for depression, for insomnia, for anxiety, wisdom for all of that. God has an answer for everything you and I are going through today, and I want you to run to him because he's for you today. Amen? So let's begin our study on the screen. Number one, we should have knowledge. So godly wisdom, it starts with knowledge. My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. I'm not destroyed for where I grew up, my family, my heritage. I'm not destroyed for the color of my skin or lack of money or lack of EQ, IQ, or network. I'm destroyed for a lack of knowledge. So you and I, we're hungry for knowledge, right? We're lifelong learners at Church on the Rock. And so it starts with gathering knowledge, gathering the right knowledge. And I just want to throw this in. To gather the right knowledge, you have to have the art of listening. That kind of just went the first three rows. But you have to develop the art of listening to have knowledge. You know, when I'm around a mentor or someone in my inner circle or someone that I admire or someone, you know, that I want to be like, I don't go in there talking about me. I go in there with questions. And then I shut my trap and I listen. You can't gather knowledge unless you have humility. You have to develop the skill of listening. You have to develop the skill of humility. You know, Evander and I were talking here a few months ago, and I said, Evander, tell me all about the body bag. I, I want to start working out on the body bag. And so after I asked Evander on how I have a body bag at my house at home, my little tiny gym, and I said, I want to know, you know, about hitting it, being more accurate, uh, being more uh, successful at hitting the body bag. And then I shut my trap and I let Evander talk, okay? So I can't gain knowledge without learning how to be a listener. I can't gain knowledge without humility, understanding I don't know it all. Am I? Y'all were shouting a while ago, you Y'all are getting quiet on me now, praise the Lord. You're just listening, right? Because you're students in the storm. So I have to develop the art of listening. I have to develop the art of asking questions. You could only be one question away from a breakthrough. You might hear me say one thing today that can change your world around in 24 hours. Knowledge. Revelation. So, so it starts with godly wisdom. It starts with knowledge. It starts with God, it starts with the right knowledge. And I gain knowledge through asking questions. I gain knowledge through listening. You see, Pastor, you know, when I'm around, you know, somebody that I want to learn from, I don't know how, I don't know what questions to ask them. So you know what you should do? You know, Peter Daniels taught me, always have a pad of questions by my nightstand. If somebody would call me at night, Somebody would call me. He said, always have a list of questions. That's Peter Daniels, the billionaire from Australia. You say, Pastor, I don't know what questions to ask because a lot of people don't. Let me help you out with that. Ask them and say, what were three questions that I should be asking you? Ask them. Say, you know, what three questions should I be asking you? That might help you out there. You owe me coffee for that, okay? All right, so knowledge. Number two is understanding. Knowledge won't help me if I don't understand what I'm hearing. 
That's why I try to teach at a fourth grade level. Or Robert said, if you want to reach the masses, you got to teach at a fourth grade level. So knowledge doesn't help us unless we can break it down, make it simple. Remember KISS, the acronym? Keep it simple, saint. Not keep it simple, stupid. Because there's no stupid people here today. Amen. So keep it simple, saint. Are you all still with me okay? Okay. So we're just laying a foundation here. So if you don't understand what I'm saying today, you're going to get in your car and you're going to say, I didn't get anything out of church. You have to understand what I'm teaching. So that's why I use illustrations. I use stories. I break it down. I make it simple. All right. So then you have to have understanding of what you're hearing. Okay. And then number three, now you have wisdom. Wisdom is made up of knowledge and understanding. Definition, wisdom. Next slide, guys, should be on there. Definition of wisdom is the proper application of knowledge. Wisdom is not knowledge, and knowledge is not wisdom. The answer to all of our problems today is godly wisdom. He created us. He knows the number of hair on our head. We're constantly on his mind, the Bible says. He knows what you and I are facing today, and he knows how to get the victory. What we have to do is learn how to get in his presence and hear his voice and get that godly wisdom. Wisdom is the proper application of knowledge. Could you say that with me? Wisdom is the proper application of knowledge. Okay. Proverbs four. I love this verse five through eight. What you're about to read lets you know that the most important thing as a Christian after I'm born again is godly wisdom. The most important thing, the principal thing, the priority, the number one prayer request you and I need to be doing every day is God. I need godly wisdom today on how to keep my marriage together how to raise my children for God, uh, how to receive my healing, how to deal with that uh, confusion at work, how, how to get beyond this obstacle with my health. I need wisdom today. Every day, that should be priority. Get wisdom. So it's not going to fall in my lap. I have to go after it. I have to search after it. I have to be hungry. Get wisdom. Get understanding. Don't forget it. Neither decline from the words of my mouth. Next slide. Verse 6. Forsake her not. She will preserve thee. Circle the word preserve. Godly, godly wisdom will protect us. Godly wisdom will, will let us know if we'll ask. Today, you don't want to go to the towers. Today, you don't want to go on that side of town. Today, you don't want to let your kids go to school. They're going to be a shooting. Godly wisdom will protect us. Love her, and she will guard you and keep you. It's in the feminine tense wisdom here as a her. Verse 7. Wisdom is what? Oh, I can't hear you. Number one right there. Right there it is. Right there it is. Wisdom, principle means number one. Wisdom is the most important thing to you and I as a Christian after we become a Christian. Therefore, get wisdom. Got to go after it. Won't fall in my lap. And with all thy getting, get understanding. Next slide. Verse eight. Exalt her wisdom. In other words, prize wisdom, make it a priority, go after it, be hungry for godly wisdom, and what will happen? She will promote you. So let's all say protection and promotion. Oh, I love that, right? It, it, it will give you ideas. Godly wisdom will give you ideas for witty inventions. Godly wisdom is creative. God created the world and the universe and all the galaxies with his wisdom. Did you know that? There's the Bible. 
Next weekend, we're going to look at Job. In the book of Job, it says God created all the galaxies, all the universes, the world, everything through his wisdom. Godly wisdom is creative. You need a creative way to heal your marriage, heal your family, heal your body, get promoted, pay off your debt. Godly wisdom is creative, innovative. It will help you with ideas. It will help you see things other people don't see, solve problems. Oh, can we have a praise break? Thank you, Lord. I need godly wisdom today. Woo-wee. Woo-wee. And she'll bring you to honor. Honor is favor. Godly wisdom will show you how to get favor where you need it. Favor in the workplace. Favor with your family, with your neighbor, with your enemies, with your enemies. You know, uh, we had Michael Francine here, right? The mob guy. And one of the sayings for the mob is keep your friends close, but keep your enemies closer. Right? One of the mob sayings is keep your friends close, but keep your enemies closer. Godly wisdom, godly wisdom will give you favor with your enemies. The Bible says that when we please the Lord, he makes our enemies be at peace with us. Am I right? Oh, yeah. So we're going to exalt wisdom. We're going to promote wisdom. We're going to make it priority. We're going to ask for it every day because godly wisdom is the answer for everything we're dealing with in our life. Next slide, guys. Next slide. First Kings chapter three, verse three. Okay. We looked at this last week. I want to look at it again because worship is a key. Worship is a key to wisdom. You know, we had the life surge here two weeks ago on a Saturday. Y'all remember that? had 2,500 people here. They came from all over the United States. They paid money to sit in the seats. They were here all day. We brought food to them. They didn't leave the auditorium for lunch. And they were here all day, hungry for wisdom. Entrepreneurs. There were two guys. I have a TV program, multi-millionaires, dad, a pastor in Dallas. And these two brothers, they started off that day. And their, their whole topic was worship. Seriously, if I'm lying, I'm frying. Those of you here, you remember it. Worship is the key to godly wisdom. That was the first session people paid to hear. Worship. He said, start your day with worship, and you'll get in the presence of God, and God will enlighten you. God will speak to you. God will show you what you should do for that day. So here we have Solomon, who is the wisest guy that ever lived outside Christ. And what is he doing? Worshiping the Lord. So when we come here and we worship God for 20 minutes, that's just a lab. That shouldn't be you know, the finality of my worship for the whole week. That, that's a practice session that I go home and I practice what I learned how to do on Sunday in my worship time every morning, every morning. Worship will bring you godly wisdom. And here we have Solomon to prove that to us. So he's worshiping the Lord he sacrificed unto the Lord, and the Lord appeared to him by night and said, Ask what I shall give to thee. Man, when you like God to say that to you and me, I would. Dave, what do you want? Uh, a new Corvette, Lord. That, no, 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 no. Dave, what do you want? What would you say? Don't answer out loud, okay? But notice that he's worshiping the Lord, and all of a sudden the Lord appears, presence. And the Lord said, Whatever you want, Whatever you want, Solomon, I'll give it to you. What do you want? And you know what he asked for? Wisdom. Oh, my goodness. So it goes on here. I hope we can learn from this. So the number one thing I should be asking for before I ever look at my email, my Facebook, before I ever do anything, 
I should be asking God every morning, God, I need godly wisdom today. I need wisdom on how to handle this, what to do about this, where to go for that. I need wisdom. So as Solomon said, you showed mercy to my servant, my servant David, my father, and you made him great. And now I'm on his throne. Verse 7. And now, O Lord, thou hast made thy servant king instead of the David, but I'm just so immature. I'm like a little child. I don't know how to lead these people. They're such a great people. It's too big for me. Do you have a position right now where you work that's too big for you? Are you facing something that's too big for you, that you're overwhelmed by that? That's the way Solomon was. What did he do? Ask God for wisdom, wisdom for living. Therefore, give me an understanding heart. Many translations say wisdom that I can discern between good and bad, and I'm able to judge and lead this great, great nation. Wow. And the speech pleased the Lord that Solomon had asked for wisdom. So we can start right off the day, every day of our life, pleasing God by asking for his godly wisdom that day. And when you please God, what does he put on you? His favor. You can't have his favor without his pleasure. Oh, that... Y'all are just thinkers, amen? Y'all are so awesome today. A Labor Day weekend, and look at you, putting God first, hungry to grow, raising your family. God's going to honor that. Y'all expect his blessing this week, okay? And God said to him, because you asked for wisdom and you didn't ask for a long life or riches or honor or a Corvette or me to destroy your mother-in-law, your, your enemies, but you asked for wisdom because you asked for the right thing, Solomon? Behold, I've done according to your words. I'm going to give you a wise heart so there's not going to be anybody like you before you or after you. And because you didn't ask for riches, I'm going to give them to you. And because you didn't ask for honor, I'm going to put my favor on you. And because you didn't ask for a long life, he said, I I'm going to give you a long, strong life. You walk in my ways and keep my commandments as your father did, then I will lengthen your days. I will lengthen your days. So just turn to your neighbor and say, I am going to live a long, strong life. Oh, come on. Can we thank God for that? Come on. Can we thank God for that? Praise God. Praise God. All right. So we're just going to hustle right through here. We looked at this before, and that's where... But Isaiah 33, verse 6, my wife talked about being steadfast. You know, right now, your family needs to see you steadfast more than any other. Right now, the people around you need to see us strong, right? They need to have somebody they can look to that says they're not going to bend, bow, or burn. That they're going to be strong, consistent, steadfast, unmovable, unconquerable, right? Well, where am I going to get that? Wisdom and knowledge will be the stability of your time and the strength of your salvation. And the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Oh, my goodness. I love the word. I know you love the word. But look at that. Godly wisdom will make me stable. Oh, okay, Pastor, break it down. Godly wisdom will teach me how to respond when all hell is coming against me and mine that day. Godly wisdom will teach me how to respond when those around me are depressed, fearful, anxious, can't sleep, can't eat, uptight, and then also the strength of your salvation. But I want you to see this. The fear of the Lord is your treasure. 
Did you know the Bible says that the beginning of wisdom is to fear the Lord? So how do I get this wisdom, Pastor? We ask for it, right on. But how else do I get this wisdom? Through the fear of the Lord. Well, how do I fear God? When I respect his presence in church, that's the fear of the Lord. And y'all are doing it right now. But if I'm, you know, if I'm scanning through my, my computer, my device, my phone, if I'm doing everything under the sun while sitting in the house of God, I don't fear the Lord. I'm giving you simple things. If I'm never, if I don't respect his word and I say it's not for today, it's irrelevant, it's a history book, then I don't fear the Lord. Because to fear the Lord is to honor his word and, and to honor his presence honor his presence, and honor those things that represent him, you as believers, one another. The Bible says, don't touch my anointed. You're his anointed. So there are many ways that we're going to break it down next week on how to fear the Lord, but the fear of the Lord is how I access more of godly wisdom. Proverbs 24, verse 3. Pastor, I'm having trouble with my family. I'm having trouble with that heathen. I don't know why I married him. I don't know what to do with him. Just keep looking straight ahead right now. Pastor, these kids are driving me crazy. I don't know what to do with them. Through wisdom, you build a house. You build a family. You build a legacy. Through wisdom, you build a house. How do I build a house? How do I keep my marriage together? How do I raise my kids for God? How do I keep my kids wanting to come to church with me? How do I build a house? How do, I, how do I protect and secure and provide for my house? How, how do I do that? Through godly wisdom, you and I can build our house. And by understanding, it is established. It is established. Boy, that's a great verse to remember. And by knowledge. Y'all remember knowledge, understanding, and wisdom? At the very beginning of this sermon about 13 years ago when we started? Y'all remember knowledge, understanding, and wisdom? You see it in this. And by knowledge shall chambers be filled with all precious and pleasant riches. Oh, my goodness. Wisdom for living? Next. Next, if we could see it real quick. Next slide, guys. Proverbs 1, verse 1. Now, we gave homework. We always should have takeaway at church, and that is read one proverb a day, 31 proverbs, 31 days, but then look for one principle out of that proverb for that day to apply. Look for just one. Everybody say just one. Just one principle out of that chapter for that day and how you're going to apply it. There is all the Proverbs of Solomon, David's son, king of Israel. So, you know, to be mentored by Solomon, to be mentored by Solomon, what a life coach, what a role model to learn from what to do and what not to do, Right? Next verse, verse 2. Why, why do we read Proverbs? The purpose of Proverbs is to teach people wisdom. The purpose of Proverbs is to teach people wisdom. Sure do love y'all. And discipline to help them understand the insights of the wise. If I want to be wise, I hang out with wise people as the team comes. Verse 3, verse 3. Their purpose of Proverbs. Pastor, why do you want us to read a proverb a day and then take one principle, one principle of that proverb and apply it that day? The purpose is to teach people to live disciplined. And what does it say? Whoa, shazam. Man, if I want to be successful, read a proverb a day 
and just apply one principle a day, and I'll be successful. But it's the law of compound effect. I can't do it for one day or 31 days and expect turnaround. Okay, praise the Lord. All right. This purpose is to teach people to live disciplined and successful lives, to help them do what is right, just, and fair. I love that. That's why we want to read a proverb a day, so we can be successful, so we can have wisdom. Amen. Okay, next slide, guys. Next slide. Proverbs 3.13. What's the first word? How many want to be happy? Oh, Are we on? How many want to be happy? If you don't raise your hand, see, if you don't raise your hand, you're saying, I want to be unhappy. And then guess what? Nobody wants to be around you. So can we try it one more time? If you can't raise your hand in front of the one you do see, you'll never obey the one you don't see, and that's God. Okay, let's try it one more time. How many of y'all want to be happy? Well, me too. <laughs> I want to be happy. I want to be the happiest person I know. You know, one of my grandkids, you know, I tell, I've told him down through the years, I, I've said to that grandchild, you're the happiest person you know. Because everywhere they go, there's a party. That's awesome. We should be happy. Pastor, don't you know what's going on? I sure do know what's going on, but I'm not going to focus on it. I'm not going to meditate on that. Happy is the person who finds wisdom. If you want happiness, you don't need cocaine, meth, or marijuana. You need godly wisdom. If you want happiness in your marriage, godly wisdom. If you want happiness in your mind, your man, godly wisdom. And the man that getteth understanding. Say it with me. I will be the happiest person I ever meet. You did awesome. I'm done. Give God a thank you for the word. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, isn't God good? Can we all stand? And as you're standing, put your stuff away. Let's rejoice in the Lord for just a moment. Let's just thank you for revelation and understanding. Let, let me hear y'all get real loud now. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for Church on the Rock. Thank you for 40 years. Thank you for this congregation. Thank you for one another. Thank you for the Word of God. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for the Holy Spirit. Thank you for the name of Jesus. Thank you for my ministering angels. Thank you that you're my provider. You're my protector. Thank you for Psalm 91. Thank you, Father. Oh, glory to God. Thank you for Psalm 112. Thank you for the Beatitudes, Matthew 5. Thank you for the Lord's Prayer, Matthew 6. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Father. I will not leave the same in Jesus' name. I am strong in the Lord and the power of his might. I am rejoicing. I am stable. I am happy. I'm overcoming. I'm more than a conqueror. I am a winner. I am blessed coming. I am blessed going. Father, we love you. We praise you. We worship you. We exalt you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. I just can't stop yet, y'all. Oh, thank you, Lord. Praise brings joy. Oh, thank you, Lord. I praise you, Lord. More joy, more praise, more joy. Oh, a little more praise, a little more joy. Hallelujah. Joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Woo-wee. I can leap over a wall, run through a troop. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father.
Praise the name of the Lord. Thank you, Father. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. More praise, more joy, less depression. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, I just can't stop praising your name, Lord. Ooh, glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Is a team out here? I need a song. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We need a song, right, church? Oh, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. More praise, more joy. More joy, more strength. Glory to God, glory to God. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Hallelujah. Let's praise him right now. More praise, more joy. Glory to God. <laughs> I'd like to invite our prayer team to go forward. If you would like prayer for anything, we love you. We're here to help you today. Thank you for coming. Have a great holiday weekend. I love you big time. Be praying for you. Before you leave, tell two or three people again, Jesus is for your family. And you're dismissed. God bless. 
What is your next step in your faith? Well, here at Church on the Rock, we would love to help you. Maybe it's to learn more about discovering what it means to belong to a church family, being part of a small group, or using your God-given gifts to serve others. Head over to cotr.org slash next steps where you can find out more to all of these. Or if you're a part of our online community, visit us at cotr.org slash online. Have a great week and don't forget that God is for you.